Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam for all your comic book, TV, movies, news and reviews. I'm Paul as always and joining me is Josh. Evening. And Tony. Oh. And this month, due to the fact that again, there's nothing new in the cinemas or on TV, comic book wise, um, we are doing another retro review. This time, following on from last month, we will be discussing Blade 2. Uh, so, yeah, we, um, I think I was the Debbie Downer on the first Blade on the last episode. <laughs> Both of you guys enjoyed it more than I did. Um, so, I was looking forward to seeing Blade 2 because. I think I probably saw that before I saw the first one um, due to kind of the timing. Um, mm. I probably saw this one first. So I was looking forward to seeing it again. Um, so let's jump into it. Um, we got the good old Entertainment in Video logo at the start. Um, be, yeah. Which we, we didn't like see to... very often anymore. I was going to say, I, I also like the fact we get the new line stuff is all red and black as well, which is not yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, my first note on the actual film, ah, oh, bros. Um, <laughs> and then we get I that nasty, nothing. we get that nasty contraption at the start. Oh um, yeah, not nice. This is a very kind of different opening to the the first one because the first one was all action heavy at the start, wasn't it? Straight off. Yeah. Um, and also two very different styles already. You can you get from that that pop that Norrington sort of flashy pop video sort of style of the first film to this much more yeah quiet and European style from from its director. Yeah, who I completely forgotten directed it. Um, <laughs> del Toro, who's obviously become a lot more famous since this film. Um, for his own own films, though he has touched on franchises um, throughout the years since, but never actually got anything going. Uh, the biggest, obviously, being The Hobbit, um, where he was meant to have directed it when it was a two-part series um, before walking out and leaving it to Peter Jackson. Um, mm. I did say the, the opening action sequence is great, um, and from the word go, he's a far better villain. Yes. Without even trying, he, he's a he's a far better, better very creepy than, looking, isn't he? From the off, yeah, yeah. And, and considering, thin face. yeah, and considering where he'd come from and didn't have a lot of acting experience at this point, um, mm. he was very good. Um, I thought that the credits were really interesting as well. Um, it's it's kind of something that's come into play with comic book movies quite a lot since in having that recap. Yeah, through the through the credits, we obviously we got it with Spider Man. I did it with um, Toby Maguire's second film, where yeah. we got the recap of the first film. They went on to do it with the Hulk um, when mm. they changed from um, Eric Banana to. I, I think it's probably Ed done Martin. as well as a shorthand. Would you say, Josh, for people who may not have seen or be familiar with the first film or previous films, you, you can just yeah. bring them up to speed, can't you? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. I'm like I'm trying to think of something to add to that, but yeah, you just said yeah. it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was a really interesting choice to have him do the voiceover over the top of it as well, mm. which is which yeah. is something very different for a credit scene. Um, to to have a voiceover while it's running, um, so I quite like that. Um, 
and I can certainly say it, it really does feel like a, a different film right mm. from the word go. Um, once the credits ends, it, it just looks and feels different. Yeah, um, the, the streets, the buildings, the, the lighting, everything about it is... It's not as showy, because I think, as I said, Steve Norris, I think, came from a pop video background. Yeah. Uh, and the first one had that sort of intensity, didn't it, as well? That bam, yeah. bam, bam. And this one's much... I'll say quiet's the wrong word, but more measured. Uh, and, yeah. And it, it is... It's, it's how you would expect a film set in Eastern Europe to look and feel. And it, yeah, <laughs> and how, film, how it should feel for a vampire movie. Yes, yeah. It shouldn't be bright and flashy. That's not what vampires are. Mm. Um, and, and I certainly, one of my, my early notes is that I can certainly see how it, it's held up to be a template of modern comic book films mm. um, because it's structured so well throughout. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of, lots of good things that come from that as well. Snipe seems to be having an absolute ball as the character mm. in this one compared yeah. to the first one. Um, his style, his fighting style is much better um, yeah. than the first one. He has more lines in the first 20 minutes than he had in the whole film <laughs> in the first one, yeah. uh, which is something we'll touch on with the third movie as well. Um, but it just, it's just brilliant. And, and on top of that, the amount of great cast members in this film is just yeah. ridiculous. Starting yeah, with Norman yeah. Reedus making his I'd appearance. Say I'd, I'd, I'd written down your young Daryl. Yeah, which I'd completely yeah. forgotten that he was in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was obviously watching, or I'm watching all of these Blade films just completely blind. And, like, I literally did the double take because he is so young in it. <laughs> Not really, really thought about it. And as far as I'm aware, this and The Walking Dead are the only things I've ever seen in. Yeah. And Weirdly. this film shows that he can actually act because Daryl mm. is just so linear. Yeah. He hasn't yeah, changed at all. Um, and this proves, and, and it kind of shows why so many people are cra- clamouring for him to be Ghost Rider. Mm. Because yes. in this, he actually shows the shell do actually. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I really like that. I also find that uh, Snipes' costume is much more stylized than this. And there's one scene mm. in the film when they show it side by side. One scene from the original film and him now. And it, the costume is night and day. Mm. Day Walker, should I say. Um, hey. But, uh, yeah, it just it looks great. Um and there's there's lots of uh, and I, it's the scene with the the flashbacks with the ninja vampires that they show it side <laughs> by side and it just it looks yeah. so much better. Um, but I'd written ninja vampires as well. As... Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the ninja vampires, can we yeah. say? I'm gonna get that reference. We didn't hear it. Didn't come through. No. No, cat. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't hear what he said, mate. He went quiet twice. No. Oh, God. Cat from Red Dwarf. Yes. Yes, yeah. he's there. Danny John Jones is there. Um, I literally, I just, I fucking screamed when I saw him and my dad come rushing in and went, what, what's up? And I went, it's Cat from Red Dwarf. <laughs> I think we've already the same thing as I wrote, cat, exclamation. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
couple of bits in, in, in that opening scene as well. We get the uh, the machine gun with the silver bullets um, added yes, to it. Uh, and he also stakes someone in the bollocks. <laughs> which I thought was great as well. Um, something we've not seen before. Um, I do like the ease in which Wesley Snipes moves. Uh, getting very different from the first one. But the one knock on this film is the computer game fight scenes. Josh is going very mm. quiet again. I can hear him. <laughs> kind of. Hang on, I'll uh, there we go. Switch to a bit. Oh, do you know what I think it is? Because I'm. I'm... Hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can hear on? you. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've uh, never had this problem before. I fucking charged me my earphones as well before before we started. Yeah, <laughs> he said he told us what he thought the problem was, and he went quiet again. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Hey. You're all right. We can hear you now. You can well, hear yeah, you now. but you know we're not gonna fucking take a chance again. Get this <laughs> shit sorted. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, yeah, we will do. Um, I said it, it's interesting as well that it quickly becomes him and the vampires, not Blade versus the vampires. Mm. in this film which yeah. is is very different and then again we get another name that a lot of um, like sci-fi fans and and the like kind of cult cult films Thomas Crutchman um, as the the overarching villain um, for the film um, not that you'd recognize him because he spends the the film in makeup um, but for a lot of people he was in for me I probably know him more as he was in the Peter Jackson King Kong film. As uh, who? Thomas Kretschmann. He was he was one of the guys on the boat. Oh, uh, I think I know who you mean. Yeah. Um, and then I said 30 minutes in, this is so superior to the previous film. Um, and then, then really, it's, it's helped by the fact, I think, that there's no human characters really in this, other than Norman mm. Reedus. Um, which doesn't drag the film down like the first one I felt was dragged down by the whole... Yeah, we get, we get the lawyer floating in and out, don't we? That's the only other one. Yeah, but again, it's not really a major part of the story. Mm. Um, and then I just said I'd forgotten how star-studded the blood pack is. Um, yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's a bit like the Avengers of the Vampire World. Yeah, we got Ron Perlman being Ron Perlman, but doing it well. Yeah, <laughs> yep. there's nothing wrong with that, is there? You got Tony Curran oh. as well. I know through Donnie. I am one with the force. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh, Donnie Yen, the man who you go to yeah. if you want someone with a sense disability. Because um, <laughs> obviously in Star Wars he's blind, and this is death. Um, so if you want someone with a, a sense disability, he's the man to go to. Um, oh, I just remember I, I, I scribbled down here <laughs> amongst all this that's going on. I should pay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I think they're really, really great actors. That's kind of destined for this sort of role. Um, mm. Like Tony Curran has obviously made a, a career out of being in this sort of film. Yes, um, yeah, and TV. Um, throughout his, for anybody that doesn't yeah, he, know, he, he played Van Gogh in Doctor Who. 
He has been in Thor. He was in The Punisher. Um, he was in Flash season eight. Yes, uh, well, Defiance the... as well. I think he was in. Yeah. Um, so he's he's really made a, a career out of this, and he's really good in everything he's in. Yeah. Um. So again, something Tony and I have spoken to, uh, spoken about on on other shows. We we get the uh, introduction of Krispy Kremes in in the vampire <laughs> world, and um, we've we've talked about that. I think it was Driving Miss Daisy we mentioned Krispy Kremes. <laughs> um, they went went there and and had some. Um, so we get get that added. Um, and we get some great scenes with the the blood pack as well. Um, yeah. Throughout this, we get a, a really explosive scene um, that showcases both Snipes' action ability as well as Blade's character. Um, throughout throughout this, with the we with should the also pack. I suppose mention at this point the the shock reappearance of a character from the first film. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't really a shock because we know at the start that, that Blade's looking for him, but yeah. Uh. Yeah, the um, convenient reappearance of a character from the first film in Whistler. Yeah, yeah, we we get the the return of Whistler, who's on the verge of being turned into a vampire at this point. Um, Do you know, I've got to say, I did not get that. It's not very overt, is it? No, no, it's quite bloody. Like, I mean, obviously, I know it's the whole comic book trope of if you don't see a body, they're not dead. But yeah. the guy basically puts a fucking bullet in his brain. In the first yeah. film, yeah, and it was a big shock because Whist- uh, Whistler's um, a big Blade character. Mm. That like, oh my god, they killed Blade off in the first film, and but yet somehow I don't know that the vampires that were attacking the complex, not the complex, the base, just like scoop his body up and say, right, we'll really fuck with Blade and turn his best mate or his mentor into a vampire. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. <laughs> I'd actually quite like to see readers cast as Whistler in the new version. That'd be quite a nice connection. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, then we get some really, it kind of becomes the, the horror film that you expect from Del Toro um, at this mm. point. Um, we get the ripping of the ball sack over the sword. Oh. Um, and then the twist of the wrist as well. Um which is both of them are just nasty, and then, then we actually get the the turning of the the other vampires because they don't really get a name, do they? They don't name them; they're just like <laughs> this different version. Um, but when they, they turn, it's hideous, it's horrible. Um, and and then we get a few other bits. We get the big fight scene. Um, between Blade and Jared, about an hour in, which is great. But I, again, we do get some um, computer game fighting in there where they don't <laughs> look real at all. Um, and then that the mouth examination when they open the oh. the thing up, it's it that is stomach turning. That's yes. that's some fucking like Alien One stuff. That yeah, yeah. Um, on this point, I am going to say probably other than the, the CGI and the fight scenes, the only weak part is, for me, the female lead. Um, it, it very much seems like it's a Marvel trait. And she feels, mm. again, familiar to Elektra in the Daredevil series. Mm. It just There isn't enough to her to make me care about her. Um, 
Yeah, it, it is something that comes up a lot, even to, in sort of the early parts of the MCU, isn't it? The sort of the main female characters, they never quite know what to do with them, do they? I mean, yeah, and it, it even carried on with the likes of Black Widow in Iron Man 2, that they didn't mm. really know what to do with that. that we found it with Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill. Yeah. She comes in, she's in for a couple of minutes, and then she's gone again. Mm. Uh, and they never really realised kind of what they wanted to do with her. Um, and they, that's what this feels like for me. Um, so that's my only real down point um, with this. Um, but on top of that, the rest of the characters are just far more well-rounded than yeah. they were in the, the first film. As I've mentioned, I, I feel Blade is a totally different character um, and much more watchable in this film than yeah. it was in the yeah. first one. Um then on your note, Josh, they they go after Whistler again. Um, just I just don't I don't get it. Like I mean, what 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 why why I just my brain's just not working with that fucking plot point now. No, um, probably then, because he was contracted to two films, and they think, how are we going to get him back for this one? <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be probably. funny if you sign a dude on for like multiple films. Why would you kill him off in the first one, unless it's narratively um, poignant? Probably because the they thought they you... weren't going to get a second one. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I said the the hybrid things. They look like um, a cross between the gentleman sidekick from Buffy. So the the things oh, yes. that were in the straight jackets crossed with Nostradamus. Yeah. They're just, they're bizarre at this point with them crawling along the tunnels. Nostradamus or Nosferatu? <laughs> Both. <laughs> no, Nosferatu. I, I had written down the right thing, said the wrong thing. Um, no, but yeah, no, I guess they're missing the beard, that's all. Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the hordes of them in the tunnels is just pure nightmare yes. fuel. It's horrible. Um, and I actually remember these sequences in the in the sewers vividly from the first time I watched it. It's the one thing that as soon as it started, I went, I remember this. Um, but because of that reason. Way, how cool are those freaking grenades? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those oh, are actually special. Yeah. And I actually think this was probably my first exposure to Ron Perlman. I don't think I'd seen him in anything before this. Um, so I think that's remembering Beauty and the Beast, sadly. No, Looking nothing like no. Ron Perlman. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I did note the blade still wearing his sunglasses in the tunnels. Yeah, I, I guess mean, he can see because he's a vampire. Blind as a fucking bat. Yeah. Um, and I said, see, and, and that's something I'm going to say about the MCU film that's coming up. I kind of hope that they don't have. Yeah, okay. An iconic part of Blade is his sunglasses. I'll totally accept that. But I don't think he needs to have them on all the time because I know it's an old cliche and stuff, but it kind of is true that the eyes are the windows to the soul and that's especially prevalent when it comes to acting. Yeah. And yeah. He, he needs to... Marja Ali needs to keep those um, sunglasses off his face for at least a good 75% of this film. Yeah. And I actually, my next note, as you, you bring this up, it's quite scary how much Ali looks like Snipes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you watch it like this and you get some of the profiles, it's like, God, it's like looking at the same person. And I can certainly see why they've cast him. Um, Because yeah. it isn't 
uh, a surprise. Um, then we kind of get to the, the end of it, um, the final final few scenes. Um, Turncoats, Reedus is the fucking biggest one of them all. Um, <laughs> and it is quite a surprise when he does it. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm glad he got blown to the fuck at that point. Because <laughs> yeah. he deserved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did say, for the most part, the effects are great. It's just the fights. So the Dustins, again, have taken another step on. I think they're really good in this. Yeah. Um, they do look a little bit better, don't they? Yeah, and it's just, it's, it is just the, the fight scenes that, that let it down. I, I do like the one where, um, where the girl sort of opens the manhole cover um, yeah. and the sunlight comes in and just takes out the, the two of them. Yeah. Really nice shorts. Yeah. Uh, we get the big vat of blood that he falls in. That was um, just some fucking water with a bit of red food colour and then no, come on. But it does work. It oh, does it works, work. but it's really blatant that it's not yeah. fucking blood. Yeah, and then we get Beast Blade when he comes out of there because he goes <laughs> fucking ape shit at that point. Uh, and taking out I, all the guards. I've the Apocalypse Blade because if you look at the post Apocalypse now, he's doing a machine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and the scene of him taking all the guard out is superb. He's mm. just brilliant. Um, and yeah, just the final few notes. Uh, much more formidable foes in this one than they were in the first one. And just in general, it's a much more in-your-face film than, yeah. than the first one was. Um, yeah. And then it kind of we get the, the video game fight scene again at the end. Uh, and just like that, he's gone. Um <laughs> And, and that's pretty much the film over. There's a great last scene um, that just ends it quite well. Um, yeah. And yeah, my my final I'm notes. Yeah. Uh, and I just said comparing this film to the first is like night and day. Superb throughout, very much uh, the template for a modern comic book movie. Snipes put in a great performance and the supporting cast is uh, superb throughout. Um, it's only let down by some of the fights and the female lead, but that doesn't harm the film in the long run. Um, so you guys got anything you want to add? Um, yeah, just... Not uh, me. We, should, we mentioned that double cross because we then went the, the double twist shock of the fact that they're, that they're not a new breed at all, but they're actually an experiment. Um, yeah. And uh, that caught me out when I went to see it at the cinema, actually. I must admit that, that it turns out it was the sun. Oh, fair play. Um, I was also disappointed as well that, that pure bloods don't have blue blood. They have green, apparently. I thought blue blood yeah. would have been a nice little gag. <laughs> oh, I'd have gone for black. Just proper tar, inky, horrible Danny DeVito in Batman Returns level shit. Um, I, like Paul, I do like the, the fact that we finished with that, with that vampire. That, that Did you think I was fucking forgotten you or something? And, uh, it was a nice little finish that uh, for me yeah I, mean, I enjoyed the first film when it came out and I enjoyed this more I think the, the plot is better the villain is better um, the supporting cast is, is much better the, I mean the only one from the first film I'd love to see in this would come back would be Donald Logue but there we go um, yeah it looks great it's a proper European feel for, and it's exactly what you'd expect from like you said an action vampire movie set in Europe, um, and yeah, it, it's I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, 
I can't remember quite what I gave Blade, but I'm, I'm going to have to give. This, I'm going to have to ballpark this one to make sure it's a best score, and maybe give this 91 percent just to be on the safe Oof. side. Bloody hell! Because <laughs> I really enjoy it. I think it's it's a really good sequel that probably is better than the first film. Yeah, Josh, have you got anything you want to add? Uh, not major. Um, everything's kind of being covered. Uh, I'll agree with Tony. It's uh, quite obviously better than the first one. I mean, the first one to me was good, but I don't know whether I was watching it through rose-tinted glasses as in, oh, new comic book film that I've never, ever seen before. And as I've been told that it's great. Uh, so, but it is better. And I kind of got the feeling that, like, I feel like the... Uh, the production crew were kind of shocked but happy that they were commissioned for a sequel. So they kind of went, right, let's sit down and make this a fucking great sequel. And you know what? They kind of did make it a fucking great sequel. It's not like, you know, like the difference between Spider-Man 1 and then the next level of Spider-Man 2. Mm. But it is definitely a step up in the right direction. It's not a massive step up. But it is definitely a step up. Um, I also can't remember what the hell I gave Blade One, um, but I would definitely give this an eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, I obviously wasn't a massive fan of the first one, um, so I don't need to worry about what my score was previously because I know <laughs> this is going to be higher. Uh, not quite as high as you two. Um, okay. Mainly just due to the fact that I think we've had better comic book movies since. Um, yeah. That I can't, I can't give this that sort of score. Not that I'm far away. I I gave it an eighty-five. Okay, um, fair enough. So I I really enjoyed it. I, as I say, I think it's a great template for what we've had come since. Uh, yeah. I think it's just been improved on since then. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's that's... certainly the standard by which the new one will be judged. I think is this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so yeah, on that note, that is it for our retro review of Blade Two. Um, we will do Blade Three at some point. Blade Trinity. Um, it's not going to be in the nearest future because we are only what a month out from Moonlight making its debut. On Disney Plus, uh, we have the Batman coming up in what two weeks now, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, March four. So, so we'll be reviewing that next before we move on to to Moon Knight. Um, so we're going to be busy for a little while with with those two. Um, so Blade Three will probably come sometime late spring, I would imagine. Um, yeah. depending on what else comes along. Um, so on that note, thank you for joining us. Thank you, boys, no as always. And we will see you next month for our review of The Batman.